so straight men, knock yourself out with Dr. Bronner, go for it. I will be sticking to some more elevated premium brands if it's all the same. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to Put the Lotion in the Basket. I'm Anna. And I'm Patrick. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year, I guess, right? I feel like... I get... Come on, let's be honest. It's it's not a Happy New Year. I'm sick. That's why we're speaking remotely. We're not together in the kitchen. I can't look at your face and your skin. Um, And I've just been sniveling for the last nine days. Yeah, um, I'm so sorry that you don't feel well. And I am not any better over here. I'm not sick, so that's good. But I just feel like... I don't know. Everything's been kind of chaotic and not fantastic. And um, yeah. It's a, it's classic January vibes for me. It's just like everyone looks a bit depressed. Everyone's gained weight, myself included. I've spent too much money. I, you know, it's just all of that kind of stuff that I just feel every January. And I'm just looking forward to springtime, to brighter days, up. Op- sparkling opportunities and I don't know I'm just like I'm just done with January I totally hear you yeah um I'm over it but like so let's focus on the positives how is your face doing my face is doing well I feel like my skin's looking pretty good despite everything so that's good because I have just gone all in on my favorite Dr. Dennis Gross, my favorite dermatologist, favorite maker of products. I just decided, you know what, for for the price point, which is not like the most insanely expensive products, but not the cheapest products, he just makes the best ones. And so I'm just all in. I'm on Dr. Dennis Gross vitamin C serum, his wrinkle cream at night and his peel pads. And I am happy and my skin looks good. And I'm a big fan. And I really like, I will just say, he makes different delivery systems for various ingredients. So like with the vitamin C, you can choose between a serum or he makes a vitamin C kind of moisturizer cream if you have more dry skin. So, and he does that a lot. Like you can pick your active ingredient and then choose, you know, what like format you need it in for your skin needs. And I just think it's genius. I love him. I'm doubling down in the new year on Dr. Dennis Gross. Good. I support your devotion to Dennis Gross. So how is your skin doing? Well, unfortunately, it's not doing great. I've had a real reaction to something. And it's one of two things. So like, I was gifted an amazing gift at Christmas from my boyfriend's sister, who who is a beauty expert. So for Christmas, she got me two Eminence uh, products. Mm. Have you heard of Eminence? Oh, yes. I used to use their products religiously. I used their acai berry night cream for a couple of years. Mm, oh, I love the sound of that. Yeah, they love a berry at Eminence. And they, <laughs> they, love, a, they love a fruit. So mm-hmm. it's like, so I got the apricot whip moisturizer and the stone crop gel wash. I mean, I don't even know what a stone crop is, but I just love, I love that name. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. It's some kind of fruit or something, I think. I have no, well, no idea. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know, but it's like, I've just really like, so, and you know, the packaging's great. It just has, it's just a really kind of trusted 
reassuringly expensive skincare brands. And with that in mind, the first thing I did was go online to see how much it costs. And it's like the the apricot whip moisturizer is $60, like, Mm. which is expensive. So I was like, even more grateful when I saw how much it cost. $62. And then the stone crop gel wash is $48 for, for, that's just for a face wash. We're talking like $150 odd dollars. No, that's so, oh my God, I can't do maths. That's terrible. I said $150. <laughs> it's more like hundred dollars $108? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> over $100 worth of skincare. I'm blaming my head cold for my inability to <laughs> add up. So anyway, really generous, really happy with it. Couldn't wait to try it. Tried it a couple of days ago and... I loved everything about it, but like an hour later, I started to get really itchy skin and my eyes kind of started to get puffy. Like I was basically having an allergic reaction. Now, I am not bashing eminence here because after I washed my face and moisturized, I put on, I sprayed on some um, Super Goop SPF finishing mist, SPF 40 finishing mist. And I gotta say, I'm not a fan of these SPF sprays. Mm, it could be that. Yeah, I'm not either. I really don't like them. I always feel like I end up inhaling them and I don't trust that they really give you great coverage. There's like a vinegary acid acidity to it that I don't like. It's, the smell is really strong. It's not pleasant. I think it's that. I think my skin just doesn't like it. Now, the reason I like the spray is because it's because e- I'm lazy. I like the the ease with which I can just apply the product you know but i won't be applying again if this happens so i'm probably just gonna have to revert back to a cream with a with an sps in it the tried and true so anyway that's where i'm at not great my skin's not great but it's it could be worse it could always be worse well speaking of sunscreen that brings us to a topic that i do want to discuss today we have not talked yet about korean skincare but it's like a whole no. wide world of products. And I think we, we're going to have to tackle this bit by bit because it's just it's too much for one episode to get into the whole deal. But I have started by looking at Korean sunscreens and trying, you know, trying to figure out, OK, why why all the hype? So apparently here in the United States, sunscreen is considered a drug, according to the FDA. And so yeah. it, I didn't know that. And so everything in it goes through the formal drug approval process, which I guess is really, really slow. And as I was researching this, I found there hasn't been a new chemical or mineral approved for use in sunscreens in the United States since 1999. What? Isn't that wild? Yeah, that right? is wild. That's worrying. So we're, so we're using 1999 technology on our faces. Yes, on our faces. So one of the reasons that South Korean sunscreens get all this hype is because the formulas there are just advancing more rapidly and they have quicker approval times and I guess have, have ingredients that make a superior product. So one of the things they say is that you can find mineral sunscreens that just don't leave any white cast that go on totally clear, even if they have zinc oxide. So wow. I've been experimenting. I have picked up some Dr. Jart. It's a brand you can find at Sephora. It's pretty accessible. It's um, J-A-R-T. So Dr. Jart, it's called Everyday Mineral Sunscreen. It's SPF 50. 
It's a broad spectrum, of course, and I'm really liking it. It goes on. It totally goes on clear. It just like, I mean, it you put it on and for like one second, you have a white cast, but it just sinks right in. It's a really nice texture. It's matte. So it doesn't, I don't know. Last time I think I was talking about how much I liked this Vanny Cream sunscreen, which I've kind of soured on a little because it's moisturizing, but almost too much. It was making me look greasy. So the Dr. Jart, it's nice and matte. It goes on really nice and I really like it. So I wanted to bring that up. The only downside that I've found though, is just, it's a little pricey. It's $40 and it, and the tube is only like 1.7 ounces. So, you mm. know, if you're properly applying your sunscreen, I mean, I guess that can last you some weeks. But it does feel like a little bit pricey for, for a small bottle, but totally like it. So so that's me dipping a toe into the whole world of South Korean skincare. And I think we'll, we'll have to revisit this topic in, in chunks, but I've started. Yeah, we will. I mean, I've got to say, I've heard of Dr. Jar. I did not know it was Korean. I it seemed it sounds so Scandinavian to me, or like German, <laughs> like Dr. Jart. Like it just, yeah. I, I don't know. It just didn't. Um, it just didn't grab me as uh, as like Korean skincare at all. Yeah, and why but would it, it Jart? But yes, it is a Korean brand, and um, I give a thumbs up to their every. I think it's called Every Sunday, like sun, separate word day, mineral sunscreen. Okay, so here's the thing. You, it's it's SPF 50? Mm-hmm, yes. Well, you know, if I know you, I know you're quite clear about not using anything over 30 because it doesn't do any difference. And it can actually, it can potentially damage your skin because you're, putting unnecessary chemicals into it. So I'm just wondering, why have you let your guard down for this one, Anna? <laughs> well, I don't know about the second part. I don't actually know that it's that it's harmful in any way. I have read many times that it's not particularly beneficial to go above SPF 30 because, you know, beyond that, it's really incremental, any additional protection you get. But I've, so I've, I've always been a, a 30 person, like just, it has to be 30, no less, but I don't seek out sunscreens with higher SPF, but I'm not, but I've never been opposed to them. I'm, I'm not against a higher SPF. I just am skeptical that I'm getting any real added benefit, but I have no problem though with a 40 or a 50 if I like the overall product. So I see, I see. I was probably reading drama into this story, which is something that I do <laughs> in my life. Seriously, so forg- really? <laughs> forgive me for, yeah, I know. It's shock horror. Forgive me for putting this story through my drama filter and <laughs> basically coming up with lies. You're forgiven. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, well, look, good. Listen, $40, it's on the pricier side. But again, it's for, for one of the most integral and important parts of a skincare regimen, in my opinion, which is protection from the sun. Like that dratted sun. I agree. Um, you know, I just get, let's, I'm, I'm, I'm over the sun. We don't need it. No, it's nothing I'm but trouble. It. We should do a field trip sometime this year and go to, you know, there's places in Koreatown where you can go that are like skincare, beauty emporiums. And um, and we'll have to go do a deep dive and do an episode that's that includes a field trip, I think. Yeah, a field trip to Koreatown and then to South Korea. Oh, yeah, that's part two. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> just, just for skincare, nothing else. <laughs> just for skincare. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Um, okay, exciting. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, what else have you oh. been up to? Do you, oh, do you have a Dr. Brennan mystery update? Because I'm very invested in the story. You read my mind. So <gasps> I Tell me have everything. a Dr. Brenner update. I might have solved the mystery. Unfortunately, oh I've brought us no closer to actually speaking to the founders of this brand, but this is the the ongoing mystery about the Dr. Brenner brand. So they make, it's a small skincare brand that makes a very popular vitamin C serum that's apparently identical to the SkinCeuticals famous vitamin C serum and a handful of other products. And they've become sort of TikTok viral, but there's just absolutely no information online about who's behind the brand or anything like that. Their website is weird and janky. Their Instagram presence is weird and almost non-existent. And they're uh-huh. just this, this mystery. So anyway, regular listeners will know that I have been on this investigating, trying to figure out who's behind it. I did trace it to a connection from, so there's, it has a parent company called the Diane Dubow company you might recall mm. so I, yes, I traced I it back to that so we were left with gee you know not only is there no dr brenner but there's no diane dubow even so i think i think i found the person behind it if i'm incorrect i might be incorrect then i'm sorry to this person but according to public records the diane dubow company seems like it was perhaps founded by someone named arthur weitzman who is a serial entrepreneur and a former management consultant who has done a couple of interviews on on YouTube. And look, if if I'm completely off base and he's not the founder of Dr. Brenner, my apologies, but he sounds like a very interesting person either way. He's founded, you know, a number of companies, including some sort of e-commerce company that he runs now. He grew up in Tashkent, which is the capital of what's now Uzbekistan, but back when it was part of the Soviet Union. And so he talked about oh. this in a YouTube interview. Yeah, how he, how he, um, what it was like growing up there and how he came to the United States at 18 to, to Dallas, didn't speak any English, but learned and, and went on to found all these companies. And like, I have to say this does jibe with one thing that I learned about the Diane Dubot company is that they put out a makeup brand some years ago called Kiki that had a presence in, in Moscow in Russia. So so the facts are lining up here that Arthur Weitzman, this serial entrepreneur, is the founder of the Diane Dubot company and then perhaps it's a spin-off child, Dr. Brenner. So I emailed Arthur through through his email at the um, e-commerce company that he runs and said something like, hey, will you come on our podcast and talk about the Dr. Brenner brand and the Diane Dubot company. And, you know, and if I'm wrong and you're not the right person, please let me know. And I've gotten no response. So, um, so I don't know. There's good evidence that this is the person behind it. I would love to know more about the business. Like according to the Dr. Brenner website, like the, the brand works with dermatologists to formulate its products. Like how does all that work? Why even get into this business? I would love to have a conversation about all that, but, um, but no response yet. I mean, there's a slim chance that that it's somebody else with the same name. I'll just say that because the person I found is based in, it seems, Dallas, Texas. And it seems like the Dr. Brenner brand is based in New Jersey. So although the facts seem to line up, there's a slim chance that maybe it's a different 
Arthur Weitzman, who is based in a different state, who founded Dr. Brenner. So I will leave that possibility open and just say to our listeners, you know, I'm not sure. But this is the evidence I've found. So, yeah, there you go. I think you're onto something. And I just think you are so close to cracking this mystery. I mean, if we could just get this person to talk to us. I mean, we have a name. I think I have the person connected to the name. But, you know, I'm not 100% positive, but I've laid out my evidence. So this is our public plea to get in touch. We would love to interview you. I would love to know more. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Now, (laughs) I will also say separately, I have found that it is very hard in our episodes to talk about Dr. Brenner without talking about Dr. Bronner. It's just a theme that we've hit on a bunch of times. Um, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> Dr. Bronner well, let's is not the confuse weird... the two. Yeah, yeah, let's never confuse the two because despite our investigation into Dr. Brenner, you know, I've, I have used their vitamin C with Ferulic serum. I've got nothing but good things to say about it. I can't find a single good thing to say about Dr. Bronner. Okay, well, here's why I'm saying this, because so Dr. Bronner is that Castile soap that you can find Ugh. in you know, drugstores. And it's so I got some feedback last week from a friend of mine who listens to the show who was like, hey, 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 like you guys are not giving Dr. Bronner a fair shake when you talk about it. So, you know, oh, so here I, I am. Mm-hmm. I heard from a Dr. Bronner fan. I will say I gave Dr. Bronner a second thought because like you, I'm just like, no, forget it. I'm not putting something on my body that can double as like a, a pet wash and a floor wash. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can wash the kitchen with it. <sighs> I'm not putting it near my skin. But yeah, no. continue. But I was told, no, it actually is like, it makes a pretty decent body wash. I tried it out. You can get like a multi-pack of different scented Dr. Bronner body washes. You know. As a body wash, it isn't bad if you put it on a loofah or something, you know, and just a tiny bit because it's kind of concentrated. It does have different oils in it. Like it has some coconut oil, I think. And so it's not as drying as as you would expect at all. It's kind of sort of soothing. And um, yeah, I will say some of the scents that it comes in are, are nice. Like there's an almond, there's a rose that's quite quite lovely and they don't really linger which I like because I'm a perfume person so I like that this you know you don't smell like it afterwards so I take back some of my Dr. Bronner bashing I will say though do not use the (laughs) the peppermint as a body wash (laughs) I don't want that in your private areas and no I've heard stories (laughs) yeah no no you're not the first person to say that and that's what I mean it's like heavy duty it's just just there's just something about it that, yeah beware that with the peppermint the, yeah the peppermint uh, yeah it's 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 very activating for those um intimate regions i've heard um yes activating yes <laughs> yeah le- yeah um you know and let's leave it there not but, in a good you know, way. They, yeah not in a good way and, they, and then they i know they do a eucalyptus thing as well they see they're not afraid to use these really kind of powerful potent natural products but i don't think they think about portions and how much they're putting in their stuff because i've yeah i've just heard it before it just seems just seems overbearing correct um, and you know what i will take the good queen goop body wash or body facial or whatever it is any day over Dr. Bronner, but I will say Dr. Bronner is hmm, pleasant enough if you use one of the good scents. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'm just looking at their website. Like, they just do cleaning. Like, they don't do moisturizers. Um, Correct. They don't do, I mean, yeah, I mean, they do toothpaste. It's like, look, I'm not Ugh. doing a Dr. Paul toothpaste. No. You know, and it's like toothpaste with clothes in. No, thanks. I want, I want toothpaste that's been created in a laboratory that will survive for 500 years after I've died. I'm not interested in organic toothpaste. Thank oh, you. No, I want chemicals. Agreed. You no, know, it's like, yeah. Give me all the bacteria killing chemicals you can. If it shaves a couple of months off my life, I'm okay with that. Because I, oh, I just yeah. don't want bad breath. So yeah, like I'm just looking at their stuff. They yeah, they do shaving, they do lip balms, but like they don't have a skincare line per se. It really is about cleaning. It just the packaging looks like it belongs under a sink, not in a not in a bathroom. Do you know what I, I mean? Agree. It's not a great presentation. Totally. No. I agree. I, so. I just don't think we're the target audience. We're, we're not the target audience. I kind of think it's quite a um, a straight male kind of realm it correct. looks like correct i got um, this recommendation from a straight male yeah well there you go case closed there you go. no need to do any further research so straight men knock yourself out with dr bronner go for it i will be sticking to some more elevated premium brands if it's all the same <laughs> i agree at the end of the day i agree it's not terrible but yeah i prefer my good queen goop etc yeah, and it's like, I, it doesn't have to be a five-star event every time I step into the shower, but I do like a bit of luxury, you know? And here's the thing, you don't have to spend a fortune. I've, I'm currently using a Dove shower cream, and that's probably the same price as Dr. Bronner, certainly buy it in the same places, but there's something luxurious about Dove. You know, it's just this, this, the smell and the consistency, and I feel like I'm... You know, I I can feel that moisturizing cream working its way into my body. So yeah, I'm not all about high end. You know, you can get luxury on a budget, but yeah, I just don't want that Costil oil soap anywhere near me. <laughs> Fair. Oh man. <laughs> well, look. So we yeah. So that's that. Have limped into 2024. Let's be honest. We have crawled. We crawled yeah. through the finish line of 2023, we, determined we really to be have. renewed and fresh for 2024. And we're like, and it didn't happen. Sort of dragging ourselves in. But, but you know what? We can only go up from here. And um, yeah. so I feel like that's a good place to call it a day. Yeah, I agree. And do you know what? Next week, I don't want to talk about uh, Dr. Bonner anymore actually i want to talk about aspirational skincare i want us to pick up where we left off from our korean skincare chat i want to talk about the future i want to talk about skincare and skin products that are going places because i think that's what we deserve and it's what our listeners deserve as well here here guys thanks so much for tuning in and next week's episode we're going to be talking about some exciting stuff next week we're going to be amazing that should be our tagline for every sign off <laughs> yeah 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 next week it's going to be amazing just not this week <laughs> good enough oh see you good next enough. time see you next time guys have a great week and always use spf <laughs>